Forking Shirt Balls. That's Pockets Full of Soup. I'm your host, Jared Petty. I'm joined today by... Jamie Figueroa. Jamie Figueroa, my friend. Yeah, my friend. I'm your friend. We are friends. Yes, we are. Jamie, where do folks know you from? They don't. They don't? I don't think they should. Surely not. Why should they not know you? Because I don't... I don't normally do something like this. I don't. Well, this is, is this your first podcast? This is my first podcast. Well, welcome. And thank you for coming on Pockets Full of Soup. Here's the nice thing about the Pockets Full of Soup community. Nice people. Uh, so they're going to be friendly Hi, nice to you. people. Yeah, hi, nice people. I'd like to thank those nice people, uh, especially our uh, Patreon producer, Robert Nieder, whose generous support makes this show possible, and all you who support us on Patreon, thanks a lot. But now, moving forward, we're talking about entertainment again. Pocketsville Soup is the show uh, about uh, people and things that we're thankful for. And I decided to kind of go down this track. With, uh, lately, people have been talking a lot about the things they love to watch, to read, to do that make them happy. That's a lot of fun, so we're going to do that for a bit here. And we're going to talk today about The Good Place. Yes. Uh, if you're not watching The Good Place, well, your life could be a little brighter maybe if you were. A lot brighter. A lot brighter. I didn't know how much brighter until I watched it. So, Jamie, we're going to divide this episode into two parts. The okay. first part is going to be our kind of safe, non-spoilery area where we're not going to talk about what comes at the end of season one, That's for so example. Hard, yeah, okay. and, the, and, okay. and some okay. of the turns the show takes. But then we're going to open it up in a few minutes. Okay. So right now, folks, you're pretty safe. Uh, Jamie, real quick, yeah. um, you, you you went to film school? Kind of, right? yeah. Yeah, I went to NYU. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You yep. went to NYU, film, studied film. film. Yeah. You yeah. enjoyed it? Do I you, did. It was you, great. Why Why did you choose to do that? Uh, because I... <laughs> The story is actually really funny because I went to NYU as a pre-med major. This is probably really boring for you people on the internet, so I'm going to keep it really quick. So I went as pre-med, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go be a doctor or a scientist. No, no, nothing against people who are doctors and scientists. You're awesome. Uh, but it wasn't for me. I, I, you know, physics is really hard. Yeah, I don't know physics if you've tried work. physics, and uh, Calc 3 is really hard. Um, so I had this, like, epiphanous moment where I was like, what do I really love? Uh, what do I want to focus on? And it was film and TV and video games. Okay. And NYU has a program where you can study study these things. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, let's just do this. I don't know what my career is going to be, but I'm really unhappy. So I'm going to learn about, you know, critiquing and creating these, you know, amazing works of what I consider art. Did you have an, any clue what you might end up doing? No, no, not at all. Did you dream of being a TV writer and oh, piloting wish. your own series? Yeah, yeah. We, I took a bunch of TV writing classes mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, sitcom writing classes mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, production classes, things like that. It was awesome, yeah. Let's talk about this show, The Good yeah, Place. Yeah, The Good here's, Place. Here's your elevator pitch here. You're trying to convince your friend. Let's pretend, you know, okay. the, these friends out here, yeah. these good people in, yeah. the, in the community, they want to know why should I care about another TV show? Well, I, I'll give you the pitch that was given to me by you and Cooper and my good friend uh, Val, who, who was, who's trying to get me to watch The Good Place, is um, it's Mike Schur okay. of um, Parks and Rec, Yep, right? So if you like Parks and Rec type of shows, which I'm a big fan of, this might be your flavor. But I was the way it was positioned to me is, do you want to feel really happy and it has one of the best twists ever seen on television at the end of season one. <laughs> Those were the only two things that were told to me. And Makes then you I, feel happy, and there's a good twist. And there's an amazing twist. And I had a flight to New York, a six-hour flight. Yeah. And on Netflix, it's it's really accessible. You can download the, the shows on Netflix. Yeah. So I downloaded all the shows on my iPad mm-hmm. and just watched it straight through on the flight. And okay. I fell in love. Like just, You watched the whole you, you I watched the, the first, first ten episodes straight through straight on the flight. Through. Okay. Like didn't know anything, knew nothing aside from what I just, those two main talking points that I just And told it drew you, you in. Oh, now, I was in love. 
you love now and people talk a lot about the fact you know what about twist oriented shows a lot of television right now is twist oriented yeah. they're trying to surprise you you watch Westworld the show I really enjoy oh yeah great but there's constantly like oop we yeah. gotcha yeah. oop we gotcha Good Place has that kind of but they don't rely on it no but and the, that's the part that shocked me what what I love about The Good Place especially season one and this isn't spoilery if it is stop me but what I love about Good Place season one is. You think, and it's it's kind of like improv, right? Like you think you have the game, you think yeah. you know the rules of the world, you think you know what's set up, and and you see a lot of writers um, who write articles about the show say, and they just pull the rug out from yeah. under you, right? And and but the show constantly does that, but it's not like Westworld or Game of Thrones where you know there's a twist and they're trying to mask that twist, and they're like, ah, do you think you got it? You know, got it. Yeah. The good place is like, hey, here's a sandwich, right? You like sandwiches? Cool. Up, oh, nope, it's a hot dog. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right? Like, but, like, but like, they're not trying to say, is it a sandwich? No. Should I eat no, it? No, they just, they just do neat, interesting things that move the plot forward. And then when you move into the second season, yeah, they just constantly, constantly, constantly find new do. ways to change things up. And it never feels gimmicky. No. What's the premise? Real quick. Uh, well, really not so. Um, Kristen Bell. Um, dies and goes to heaven or the good place as it's called. Um, But, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's heaven. Um, And you kind of learn through flash, actually pretty early in the first episode that she's actually a terrible person. Yeah. She's a horrible (laughs) human. She's, she's a very, and I love her portrayal of this like terrible person who doesn't care about anyone but herself. And she, she realizes she shouldn't be there. Um, And Ted Danson, who I love in this show. Yeah. I, he is phenomenal um who's who's playing an angel he's, play, he's yes, playing like yes, this, he's, this this completely like celestial being yeah, he's the the architect of their their paradise and he he's just so happy to see her and she's basically trying to fool everyone but yeah. and also trying to figure out why she's there um because she really shouldn't as you'll as you'll see if you watch the show right because she doesn't want to get kicked out of heaven but at right. the same time she's trying to who but, would but then very quickly <laughs> the plot thickens because we have three other ridiculously intriguing characters, oh all of God. whom you, you fall in love with for very different ways. Yes. So we have Chidi Tahani, and then of course, well, everyone's you know the, wait, what? What? What are we, you gonna say his name is? Because what are you gonna say? No, what, what are you gonna say his name is? Because if you say his name is one thing, yeah, it's a spoiler. You know what? Okay. If you, <laughs> it's so hard to talk about the show can't without spoilers. Hide from Jason Mendoza. Okay. You just can't. Jason Mendoza, who is somehow Bortles, who should not work. Jason Mendoza should not work as a character. He's too <laughs> one-dimensional. He's too gimmicky. Is he one-dimensional? No, he's not. I don't but think he seems like he's going to be. It's just like, yeah. I'm, a I'm a guy who says dumb things. Yeah. That shouldn't work as well as it no, does. But the writing, good lord, the writing on the show oh, is good. But also the delivery. Amazing. I mean, the, the, the guy that plays Jason is just incredible. Yeah, there was an article that just came out where he did a whole deep dive on, like, talking about like what it's like to because <laughs> he's actually a very intelligent person as it, i don't think yeah. any human is as dumb as uh jason mendoza maybe i don't, I don't know. know i lived in florida okay well which is where jason mendoza is from yeah so. yeah and no, no i mean <laughs> forget i'm not going to say nothing against florida you, if you're in florida right now you know what i'm talking about yeah oh. it's a it's a delightful place and it's there's disney world there's some odd stuff there too disney yeah. world is oh, disney, disney world, world odd or delightful uh disney world is odd and delightful yeah, there's a lot cool. about florida i, I mean there, there's a All right, billion things to about florida but they're back on track see this is why i, I host a ridiculous show. no it's good but we do have this we have jason uh we have tahani we have chidi 
uh, along with uh, Kristen Bell's character. So those are kind yes. of core four. And then and, Michael, who's played by Ted Danson. And we're forgetting my favorite character. Yes, absolutely. My favorite character as well. I, I, a lot of people's favorite character, Janet. Janet. So, as Janet would say, not a character. Not a character. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're, we're at the risk of running into a bunch of inside jokes here for people who don't watch. Um, we have a cast of four very human people and yes. two very non-human people. Yes. That yeah. are both becoming more human. Yes. Well, yeah. And that, yeah. And that touches a lot, a lot on what makes the show, and, and I think almost universally appealing. It is ultimately a show in a very optimistic way that is about trying to become better. Better. Yeah. That's what I love. Like, and yeah. and that's why I think this show is so relatable, right? And I think that's because because we all, I, I I would like to say we all, most people, um. Are, are in that same predicament, right? Like we're all here trying to be better people, right? Like we're all every day trying to be better. And I think that's why this show is so successful and why so many people like it and like yeah. re- instantly relate to it because yes, it's like a, a fantastical premise and it's, and there's some really ridiculous things like flying shrimp in the air and that's in the pilot. So that's not yeah. really a spoiler. No, but, we're, we're going to move into, into but, spoiler territory. Yeah. I think there. everyone can relate to like the core motivations of all these characters, which is like, I, I realized maybe that day I wasn't my best or really that moment was my best, but I want to be better. I'm striving to be better. I'm striving to, to improve myself and improve those around me. Yeah. It's like, tre- that's what the show's about. It's tremendously optimistic without ever feeling hokey. Yeah. Um, I don't just, know how they do that. I don't know either. Yeah. It, it, it's because these people are placed in dilemmas and they're definitely comedic dilemmas. Yeah. But it doesn't <laughs> feel. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. Funny. What, what, what makes it funny? I think it's because some of the lines that it's, I kind of want to compare it to shows like 30 rock, even though I'm not a big 30 rock fan um, or the office where the characters will say lines, one that you've never heard before or two that you've never expected as a response to that situation. Right. Like I remember multiple times on this flight I was on, um, while watching the show, laughing out loud, and fortunately the, there was an empty seat between me, but because if someone was next to me, I probably would have been annoying the hell out of them. But there's just moments where they say something that's so unexpected, that and but you're like, that is hilarious, or something yeah. you've never heard before, and that, that's hilarious. Is there one that stands out for you? Anything that jumps out from that situation? Oh or an man, of that? I, I mean, I'm a big Hamilton have- fan, and so yeah, my favorite is uh, in season one, Michael Michael's saying, "Oh, I've been practicing my my brunch." Uh, chit chat and he says something something oh you haven't seen Hamilton as like a joke like of something people who brunch would say and I, was, I laughed because I was like yeah that's a totally the type of thing people at brunch would say yeah it is what happens <laughs> when people at brunch would say and to steal to steal uh, again our friend John Cooper's favorite line from the show uh, that when they're talking about why so one of the things about the neighborhood about heaven yeah is that it's full of frozen the good yogurt place. stands the good place <laughs> the good place is full of frozen yogurt stands and I love what Coop says about this. It's a line that, that Ted Danson delivers. And somebody asks him why there are so many frozen yogurt stands. And referring to ice cream, he says, there's nothing more human than taking something perfect and ruining it just a little bit. A little bit. So you can have more of it. Yeah. And that's frozen yogurt. It's, it's great. And I love that, that, that observation. It's going to be full. Also, puns. Oh, there's so many puns. I love, we love puns. Yeah, if pun- you don't like puns, you might not like this show as much. There's so many good puns. They I, they go into over, pun overdrive, oh. and very often they're not speaking them. They're just sitting in the background of I know. some scene. It's uh, incredible. Be, yeah, watching the, the signage. Set design. The oh. set design's amazing. It's the phenomenal. production design's great. It's a very colorful show. 
Um, yeah, some people are turned off by that too. Um, I've found, but I I love it. If oh. you like, like uh, you know, I get my gray on my Game of Thrones and. Oh no! It's it's like a it's like a metaphysical Sesame Street. It's beautiful. It's beautiful in there. I love this. Why, why do you like the production design? What stands out for you? Um, there's a lot of things that stand out. I think, uh, like you said, it feels whimsical, mm-hmm. but still grounded. Like it's not it's not whimsical in a way where you'd be like, oh, like this is totally not a real place. Yeah. Which is weird to say about like fanta- fantasy heaven, right? No, they do a really good job <laughs> of making you feel like it's a place you could hang out. Right, I exactly. Mean. I mean, and it's a set, so of course you could, right? Yeah. Like it's clearly a set, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it just makes me happy, right? Like I need, I need more shows. Like I've been watching, I watched, you know, a lot, I was watching The Handmaid's Tale and I just finished that, which is, which is phenomenal, but it's extremely stressful. Yeah. Right, um, or shows like uh, Better Call Saul, which I, which is one of my favorite shows, but mm-hmm. also a stressful show. Right. It's nice to have twenty two minutes where you're just happy, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you're and watching you are, and, and, bright colors. I mean, there's, there's, and there happiness. are dramas and dilemmas and right. murders and oh, yeah. you know, all kinds of ridiculous <laughs> murders things in heaven. In heaven, which is kind <laughs> of fantastic. Help! I have been murdered. <laughs> uh, but it's um, so good. Attention! I have been murdered. Um, but there, there are there are dramatic things that relate to character growth, but they're so layered in ridiculousness that, that it's delightfully fun. Oh man. And I like that a lot. And you get, I think you talk about the, the production design, you talk about heaven and the groundedness of it. When you think about the idea sure. of heaven, yeah, the idea that there's some kind of extra dimensional metaphysical post-life reality. Sure. Yeah where you're going to have some kind of sensory conception and interaction with other sentient beings and soulmates and soulmates and, then, <laughs> and how you depict that on TV. I mean, you think about medieval art and the way people depict. Yeah, heaven. sure. You think, oh, it's nothing like that. Exactly. Or you read, well, it, it is and it isn't because we're always trying to anthropomorphize heaven. We're trying to make heaven something that is human relatable. I love, I love Star Trek. Yeah. I love Star Trek for so much, which is the one where they, they go to save the whales in San Francisco. Sure. You ever seen that one? No. Uh, okay. And uh, they travel back in time, sure. And they're going to save whales. It, it's a but there's a what part, kind of whales, uh, humpback whales, okay. not orcas. No, orcas humpbacks. can die. No, they're not or- oh, orcas. Can I like orcas? You don't like orcas? No, I like orcas. I'm just saying, why aren't they saving the orcas? Uh, because they need because space aliens <laughs> come okay, keep, to okay. talk okay. to the humpback okay. whales. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is way more than I'm going to go. On. Anyway, Spock at one point in Star Trek dies and comes back to life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the McCoy, search for Spock. Right. The Star Trek three. The search for Spock. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So McCoy asks. I know some Sp- Star Trek. I'm not. not he asks Spock after he comes back. He's like, nerd. hey, what? He's like, you know, you were dead. Tell me about it. Yeah. He's like, what was it like to be dead? Right. And Spock says it would be impossible to discuss the subject without a common frame of reference. So he wants to kill him. And McCoy's like, wait a minute. You're telling me you can't tell me what being dead's like because I've never been dead. And Spock's like, yeah. Well, that's when you're trying to do this on the good place. I mean, we can't think about being dead. If being dead is like anything, well, we have no context for it. So sure. they're creating a metaphor that works, that's friendly to our eyes and easy to absorb. Well, in that being dead here is very much like being alive. Yeah. Very much. <laughs> right? And it is in a lot of, again, you go back to medieval literature right, on this, a lot of, or, or, you know, I, even it's funny, even like scripture, a lot of like, for example, Judeo-Christian scripture doesn't say a lot about heaven actually no very little uh about afterlife there's not a lot there and so you get more of this uh dante's inferno for example you know you know there's there's 
but even that's anthropomorphized and metaphorized. Oh, no, of course. I think I'm going down too long a road here. I, I'm I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think it's time to rain I mean, it in. I think we should rein it in and talk about Good Place and not the afterlife. Even I though talking about the Good Place is talking about a afterlife. Yeah. And an afterlife. A afterlife. An afterlife. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So let's go back to Grammar. Good Place. Here. Grammar. One. I don't know. It's an afterlife. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Thank you, know, you. This is all being edited out. Okay, okay great. So the reason the show appears, <laughs> moving on for a second, Jamie, the reason the show actually appears coherent is because we're cutting all this up. Great. Okay. I think we should move to Spoiler Town. All right. So we are- The Spoiler Place. The Spoiler Place. We are taking a move now, folks. We are moving ahead to the Spoiler Place. So again, uh, Friends of Pockets Full of Soup. Um, I know that this recent entertainment focus is a little off the beaten path for us, although we've occasionally done our Riverdale alliances, but- I have been thinking an awful lot in this new year about the importance of just doing things because we enjoy them and how much part Me of life too. that is. That's yeah, you here. too. That's why I'm here. So that's why we're talking about this. And that's why we're, you know, we may do one more of these too. Um, but it's time to get to spoiler town. So it's up to you if you want to hang around or not. I don't mind spoilers. So, you know, I don't mind being spoiled on stuff. I do. But please be, yeah, you I do. I hate spoilers. If you don't want to know any more about The Good Place and just want to go watch it or something, this is the time to turn it off. Otherwise, we're going into Spoiler Town. Yeah, because I'm, anyone who knows me knows I'm really bad at keeping spoilers, so. Are you? Yeah. I, I didn't know that I spoiled a, a Star Wars movie for, <gasps> for my boss. To your, the, I spoiled The Last Jet. No, not The Last Jet. Force Awakens. You spoiled The Force Awakens for somebody? For Wong, my boss, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I'm a terrible person. Yeah, you're a bad person. Um, so I'm really bad at not spoiling, so like. Seriously, I'm going to talk about everything now and assume everyone's caught yeah. up. So but, yeah, I'm assuming spoil. you're caught up. Okay, so five, four, three, two. Spoilers. Spoil- All right, what are you going to talk about? They're in the bad place. They are. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. See, I'm really bad. Yeah. I just spoiled it for you. If you, if you like, forgot to hit that, and you're, like, jogging, listening to this podcast, and you're like, wait, what? I was gonna what watch is going show. on? We yeah. warned you. Yeah, we did. We warned you as much sorry, as Sorry, I had got. to get that out. All right, so, yeah, I, okay. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite... Twi- I love the Twilight Zone more than almost any yeah. TV show. One of the best Twilight Zone episodes is the one where the guy is in heaven that doesn't belong there. Right. And then eventually figures out he's in hell. He's in hell, yeah. Right. So I saw about five minutes into this, that coming. The first episode? Oh, yeah. I, did, I was just like, oh. See, but that didn't ruin it. No, it doesn't ruin it. It actually makes it better. Yeah. But so the when I figured it out... it. And I think I, I I don't want to give myself credit because everyone was telling me there was a twist. So like my whole every episode, I'm like trying to figure out the twist. Right? Well, I'm yeah, like, I know there's a twist too. What is so it? What is it? That. Yeah. And I figured it out. I think like three episodes before the end of season one. It's when they start giving you more backstory on uh, Tahani and Chidi. Right? Yeah. Because okay, Eleanor clearly a bad person. The whole like Michael's and everyone's in on it. Like she shouldn't be there. Clear. Yeah. Right. And Jason. And I, I still kind of, until they kind of revealed the backstory about him, I still, I feel like Jason is the least likely to be in the bad place of yeah. those four. He almost like, feels like he should get a pass. Right. Like, yeah. he he's just too stupid to understand the things. Like, his heart is in a good place, right? Like, his motivations are never Well, he's utterly self-centered. Right. That's his problem. He doesn't think um, about how his actions affect other people. But does he? I feel he like does he later cares. On. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Character growth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he does later on. But but Jacksonville. Yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It, by the way, it, it sucked. It's <laughs> won that game. I was, I oh, about... I was rooting for the Jaguars oh, just because of the good place. Me too. Oh. That day we were all Jason. Mendoza. We were all yes. I was yelling Bortles every time they scored yeah. a touchdown. Oh, Jake Jordles. But, but back to my point was that, like, when you learn more about Chidi and Tahani's backstories, that's when you're like. 
there's no way these two people also got into the good yeah. place. Yeah. And that's when you're like, wait, are they in the they're in the bad place? And yeah. then And it's there for all of them to figure it out, which is great because right. when you have all the reboots, you know, and the fact that they've lived their lives over and over and over. And at one point Jason figures it out. I know. <laughs> and and Michael's like Oh man, Jason! Like yeah, he's Jason. just so disappointed so that the low. stupidest person in the, in the probably in probably the universe figured out that they were in the in the bad place. That that's my my one of my favorite things about this show is the season two premiere because yeah. I finished season one and then I had to you know I had to take some time and get to a place where I could watch season two, which was yeah. back home on my DVR. Um, I don't. That's a stupid point, but um, my favorite thing about season two is the season two premiere is that's what I thought all of season two was going to be Ah, like just... in my head. I was like, Oh, okay. So season two will be like this whole thing playing out another way. Yeah. And then it could run this however long they want. Like season right. three will be, Oh, another reboot. But they don't No, They, they take your, like they take what you think this show's going to do. And they're like, now nah, we're going to do it all in one episode and then just keep moving forward. Like yeah. this, this show is like a, it's like a train. Like they, they're not stopping. They're just, one might say it's a trolley going forward. And they have to make a choice about which direction they're going to go next. <laughs> they solved that one. They did solve that problem. That's true. Oh. So, yeah. We, yeah, let's get into specifics. Like, well, let's talk here, about specific things. One of my favorites. I, I, yeah. I'm actually just going to leap in with it. With it. Yeah. But um, I didn't know I was going to see another final Sterling Cooper moment on television. I love Mad Men. You love Mad Men. I love Mad Men. When, when Don makes his final goodbye to Sterling Cooper at yeah. the end of season three. Yeah. You know, they're standing there at the door and Roger's just like, don't bother when he's reaches yeah. down and they look in and, they and then they will leave. And that episode is the last time you see yeah. the inside of Sterling Cooper, Cooper that I run. Until it's Sterling Cooper, Draper Price. Right. That office, <laughs> but that office that has been the cornerstone of the show. For yeah. The, they blew up the neighborhood. They blew up the neighborhood. They Sterling Deleted Cooper it, the neighborhood. Say. Yeah. Deleted it's it. gone. Yeah. It's like it's amazing. This place what? you've known, and I'm sure they're set. And I don't even. We don't know. We're 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 doing this podcast at an interesting time because yeah. we don't know what the new set's going to be. No, and I can only imagine what their set designers are like. No, or yes, yes. we have to do something super exciting. Um, but yeah, I love that they did that. This this show's not afraid to abandon anything. Yeah, and that as long no as you've got good ideas to move toward, yep. I would rather a show not be afraid to abandon anything and keep trying new things yep. than watch it get stuck in the same rut. I, we were, you were talking about how much television there is right now. I I kind of disagree when people talk about this being the golden age of television. Really? Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of great TV right yeah. now. Yeah. But I do think that I'll, we're going to look back on some of this and go, the production value was really high, but fundamentally, we're still watching slow soap operas a lot of the time. I don't know. Have you watched Mr. Robot? Okay. That, I'm not saying everything. <laughs> but like, I, I think the example I, I immediately lean toward is something like Game of Thrones, which Really, no. after its first couple of seasons, not all that much has happened. It's slow. It I mean, it's not as slow, slow as Dragon Ball Z, but it's slow. It's really slow. <laughs> I mean, it's every. I hope that's the first time anyone's compared Game of Thrones to Dragon Ball Z. I it, don't think it is. It's but. slower than a 1980s primetime soap opera, and that's pretty slow. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. You're watching Dallas. I mean, more happened on a Dallas yeah. episode than happens on a Game but of Thrones Dallas episode. Dallas was great back in the day. Oh, I love Dallas. It's one of my yeah, all-time favorite TV love shows. Dallas. I still love it. Dallas and the Young and the Restless, I am in. Um, but that's all other yeah, cameras. Anyway. All right. So I back think, to the good place. Yeah, I think, well, that's part of what I love about the good place is because the pacing yeah. is phenomenal, yeah, right? Like really to, I, I, I get, I feel like you're right in making a lot of good points that a lot of people probably feel that shows are too drawn out or mm-hmm. shows are always leaving you on a cliffhanger and you have to wait till next week. And you know, you're getting one 
you know, tiny narrative across an entire season of like 20 something episodes. The good place does not do that. They don't no. waste any time. Mm-hmm. There's super, there's so much growth narratively in like each character is growing so much each episode. Um, you're learning more about the world and they're in and the situation. It, it, it moves at a very quick pace. And they are, yeah. And they're really, they're really cliffhangers so much as enticements. Yeah. Like that's like when you come into the mid season finale, season two, Sean's like, shut the door, have a seat. Yeah. You know, you're not like, oh no, what's going to happen? You're like, where are they going to go from here? Right. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's great. It's, it's funny. Cause I feel like if, if like I were writing the show or someone, you know, I would say we're constantly writing ourselves in a corner, but they're never, you, no. these writers are so, so brilliant in that they, I, I do wonder if they have a vision for like the long-term arc for the series uh-huh. or if they're just like doing it a season at a time or I don't know. I'm curious. So I have a question for you yeah. in the spoiler territory. Yeah. All right. So in the good place, theoretically, yeah. we all have soulmates. Yeah. All right. Is your soulmate. Yeah. Eleanor. Chidi. Tahani. Jason, or is it Michael, Janet, or Mindy Sinclair? <laughs> Mindy Sinclair. Oh God. Um, well, then my question is: Are we defining soulmates as? I think this. This you're asking me such a philosophical question because the question is: Is soulmates someone who is most like you? Yeah. Or is soulmates someone who is most likely to compliment? compliment you and your your flaws well the soulmate appears to be something created by the bad place to manipulate these uh, people yeah, but true. what if we get to the good place and we find out there really are soulmates you know it, it, that's one of the things it's i've wondered an awkward about. conversation for our significant others exactly what if, <laughs> what if eleanor and chidi finally do get back together get to the good place and discover they have soulmates waiting oh man you know, that's, that's actually then, that would be a great you know they're gonna have to deal three. with that yeah you know is there gonna be something like that you don't know i don't know I'm, I'm avoiding your question because I don't know how to answer it because well, I have a lot of I have different answers depending on the definition of the question. Then I suggest you you pick your own definition and then pick your soulmate. I would love my soulmate to be Janet because she is the best. You and I have a <laughs> why is Janet the best? Because she is a, actually I don't know if she would be the best person to date to be honest. I think she is the best character because yeah. she is endlessly entertaining and Darcy Carden's f- phenomenal actor. Um, but it's funny because I think we don't know Janet. Jan- What's great is Janet is discovering herself and yeah. we're learning who Janet is at the same time that Janet is learning who she is. Which is kind of how life works for us. Right? Yeah, that's I mean, true. We're just not as self-aware of it because yeah. we're not. Janet's literally an analytical being. Right. So she's, she's having to endure all of this and she's surrounded by people that are befriending somebody that was never really meant to be befriended. Right. I mean, sometimes I wonder if this whole thing's about Janet. I, I, I really, I, I, I would love, I think Jan- Janet should be the main character. I think it's about Michael, but I don't know after last episode. Yeah. Who knows anymore? I, 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 I mean, Michael's, it's an ensemble cast, but well, I think Michael gets first off, Michael, Michael and Janet get the best lines. Oh yeah. Well, Janet gets the best lines. Yeah. yeah Michael, you're right. Michael, Michael gets, gets some really ones. good ones. And Michael yeah. gets some really good yeah, lines. Maybe. Janet, Janet, Michael and Jason, Jason gets a lot of good lines yeah, when they're true. doing the, when they're doing the roast, so and Jason's throwing in the th- he's just throwing in parts of jokes that don't exist yeah. after they're done. I he's so he good. gets a lot of good stuff. But Janet does get a lot of great lines. Michael gets a lot of great lines. Um although some of the show's best metaphors come from Eleanor. The show's really good well, at, at light similes and metaphors. Like the the hot cl- you know, describing clam chatter as hot sea milk with dead animal croutons. So gross. When they put it in the fountain. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the, disgusting. Well they have the clam chatter lazy river. Oh my god. <laughs> 
that that sounds like like when you see that, how did you not know you were in hell? Like yeah. like the line well, from last season. Says. Yeah. The line from last season last week's episode where they're like, We're in hell, of course there's a gift shop. I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. of course there's a gift there shop in hell. Be. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. I think you know, I'm gonna give you a short answer. My soulmate would be Janet because she has Hamilton tickets for when David Diggs is coming back. Okay, there you go. <laughs> That's. That, like, I feel like I was going too long without answering your question, and we we're right. gonna get hung up on this. It's so. okay. Again, podcast. Well, this is a pretty rambly podcast, so don't worry about that. Okay. All right. So, the, of all the tell, you know, we could have talked about anything. This is a show where people come on and they talk about families, they talk about yeah. the love and loss, they talk about joy and happiness. Yeah. You wanted to talk about this TV show. Yeah. What is it about it that makes it so important to your life? Why are you thankful for it, Jamie? I'm thankful for it because we were talking about this a little earlier um, before we turned on the camera. But, uh, you know, one of my favorite classes I took in school was TV writing, but 22 minute sitcom writing, which is a very specific format. And and we also talked about how, um, you know, where TV shows are kind of moving toward long form and things like that. And I. And for a while, after shows like Parks and Rec and The Office finished, um, I was like, oh, man, they don't really make shows like this anymore. Like, when was, when was the last time I turned on NBC on a Thursday to watch a TV show live? Like, it's mm-hmm. been years until The Good Place. Yeah. Um, and I just – I think they really nail that format. Like, it gets – it's like they nail the, like, comedic beats and the pacing. Like, the pacing, like, I think is even better than some of those other sitcoms I mentioned. But – I think it's just masterful execution of the 22 minute sitcom format. And you would never say that. Cause you think like, when you think of great sitcoms, you think like cheers mm-hmm. and, and friends, right? Like classics that people refer to as sitcoms, but at its heart, the good place is an amazing modern sitcom. It is. Yeah. And I like we taught there's golden age television. I don't feel like there's amazing modern sitcoms. No anymore. No. Um, and the point of a sitcom, and this is, and my, my, my TV writing professor would, would say this was, oh, your rice is done. Oh, that's okay. Keep going. Um, what my TV writing professor would say, um, at the beginning of our classes, your job as a TV writer is to make someone happy for 22 minutes Mm. and make them forget about all the troubles in the world, all the things that are making them miserable. They come home from a hard day of work or a hard day of whatever, and you want them to be happy and entertained and to laugh for 22 minutes. And The Good Place does that in spades. I think you nailed it. Uh, yeah. I, I really do. I, I think that's a lot of what I appreciated. You have you called that a modern sitcom. They took yeah. away the laugh track. Yeah, no, thank Nobody God. minds <laughs> that. Um, yeah, but, but you know, that's that's such a, you know, beating up on laugh tracks is, is yeah. old hat at this point. But they created a continuity that advances the characters yeah. that's still episodic and oh. still makes you feel good every time. And so good. you're learning things along with them and you're happy when they learn things. It's and so when good. bad things happen to them, you're reasonably confident that it's going to turn out. Okay. And that's sometimes. Yeah, it does. I don't know. It's last episode. We'll see. We'll see what happens to Michael. I don't know. I, I think he solved right. the trolley problem. I think it's going to be all right. There's also really, and, and this is what good sitcoms do. Well, there's so there's really touching moments. Yeah. Right. Like you, you need those, like they're like, haha, fantastical or hot, funny crazy moments but there's also like that heart where there's those like touching moments and like yeah. the end of the last episode where michael sacrifices himself for eleanor he's a demon he's yeah. he's a demon sacrificing himself for a human which half of the first season he or he's talking about how stupid humans yeah, are yeah. and how how but much he's still he intrigued by them he's yeah still... he's curious but i i feel like yeah. michael's journey is one from intrigue where he slowly learns respect and then compassion yeah he's he's, right? like, he's almost like a capricious god in the early yeah. like like 
I think it was Frank Cifaldi once talked about how like an old Superman comic, Superman's kind of like this like like Greek god that's just playing with people. Yeah, he's just like you know, I, I think Frank's example was you know, um, aha, Lois and Lana, I've hidden <laughs> a treasure at the bottom of the ocean. Whichever of you gets to it first, I'll know that one loves me more. But oh, actually, man. it's all a plot to catch some bank robbers, and that that's how he acts around right. people. And then as time passes, he matures into one of the great dramatic figures in the media. Right. Well. I think except for in Batman versus Superman, that was not his fault. That that was, it wasn't Superman's fault. No, that was that was the writers and producers <laughs> and everyone else's involved fault. Yeah, that's that, bad movie. Anyway, that's, sorry, that, we, we, no, that, that's a whole other episode. No, that's the bad place. That's the real bad place. <laughs> we, we're living it. Oh, oh God. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, sorry, no. But um, Michael, I think, is like that in a lot of ways. Yeah, He's somebody who who went from being utterly detached to becoming more and more human. And it's interesting to watch a show that's supposed to be about what's existential and otherworldly, mostly yeah. being about what makes people people. Yeah, no, that's great. That's that's what's great about it. Yeah, I, I think the one character who I and I love, I love this character. Um, he's one of my favorite characters. Well, there's not that many characters. I love yeah. all the characters. Actually, yeah, it's a small cast. Yeah, but I don't think Chidi has really figured that out yet. Mm. Well, Chidi is Chidi like... perplexes me because I feel like he had a lot of character growth and then they kind of reset a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, they reset. He's the one that didn't catch up. Right. right? That's what I'm saying. Like everyone else, I feel like still has had that character growth, but he, yeah. he had that character growth and we've seen that from him. Yeah. So like, we know what Chidi can become, but I feel like now he's kind of back to, well, it's obvious that it's extraordinarily difficult for him because he, of all of them, he's probably the most acutely self-torturing. Right. Uh, I yeah. mean, Eleanor hurts he herself quite a bit too, but he, he just that. eats himself alive. Right. And that's one of the hardest. Is there anything in the world that's harder to? Oh, okay. So I'm going to draw on a religious analogy here. Okay. Micro sermon. The the good place is I think a smaller sermon. Yeah, it, it's a homily. One might say. <laughs> okay. I think cheating in a lot of ways repre- represents dogmatism. Yeah. Um, and dogmatics. Yeah. Uh, those which are slightly different things, but he re- represents some aspects of both of those. The idea that. He has this worldview that's very informed, that, mm-hmm. that that's very well constructed, that he's bought into to protect himself. He's considered the various philosophies and theological angles and ethical angles of things. But in the end, he doesn't feel like he's worthy of it all. Yeah. He's a person fundamentally concerned with ethics, which is about living with other people, and he can't live with other people because he hates himself. If there's Do any... you think he hates himself? I, I think he I hates think... himself pretty bad. You think so? Yeah, I do. I think Eleanor hates oh, herself. Oh, I think Chidi hates himself every bit as much as Eleanor does. You think so? Yeah. But that's... I, I can see where there'd be room. I just... I feel like Chidi's somebody that would have... A, at the heart of many of the world's religions is this idea of forgiveness, change, right. grace, but it's mostly about being willing to accept that idea. Mm-hmm. And he's not willing to accept it. Yeah. I think he kind of represents... And that makes him the hardest one. I agree. That. And I think you actually hit it Right. I think you're actually really right because the last episode, him and Eleanor have that conversation where she confronts exactly what you're talking about yeah. with him, which they have that hilarious moment with her and Dax Shepard, who, who's her husband in real life. Yeah. And he's like, smash you later because he, you know, they have two kids. So I'm yeah. Sure yeah. There's evidence that's that where it's coming from. Right? Her before, but it's always funny when they do that. Like when they did it on, uh, Parks and Rec with Will Arnett. And oh, we have like the even though they're divorced. Do you now. remember what? Yeah, what's now the the horribly like like random and awkward Friends episode where Brad Pitt and yes, yes, having, having Thanksgiving dinner together. Oof. yeah, that is awkward. It's hard to watch. It's awkward now. now. Yeah, very awkward. Oh, oh well, 
Anyway, you were saying about Chidi and Eleanor. No, I was just saying they, they have that aside where Eleanor is explaining to him, like, you know, you are justified and, you know, you can you can be amoral in this situation because it's greater more you know, it's more moral to yeah. save yourself. Also, they're demons, who cares? Like I think they they are trying to solve that for Chidi. And you, you know, you're right. They, they are kind of being a little slower with him. Well, he's looking for a systematic solution. Yeah. Uh, and systematic theology is difficult. Uh, systematic theology, which no. is the idea that, <laughs> well, it's the idea. It's just, it, it, there's a lot of kinds of theology, but systematic theology is the idea that everything kind of fits together real right. nicely. Right. And that's a really messy thing to fool with. Oh, I know. Um, good places is probably a little more informed by process thought and things like that. But rather than run down a theological rabbit hole, Chidi's going to have a hard time, probably harder than anybody. Um, although I'm wondering, I'm wondering if more pain's coming to Hami's way yet. Uh, you think so? It's hard. It's hard to like, maybe we shouldn't talk about forecasting on this show because it's, not. it's so difficult to forecast. Yeah, they, they do. They just surprise like, us a lot. I, yeah. I, I never would have guessed that they would just obliterate their set, for example, but yeah, maybe I, Tahani is such an interesting character, but she's so believable because you know, there's so many people out there just like her. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I would say Tahani is like, like, it's hard to believe there's someone that stupid as, you know, Jason Mendoza or that obsessed with yeah. ethics as um, Chidi, right? But I feel like Eleanor and Tahani are like very believable because you've seen those people, you you know. Tahani is like every, she's like an exaggeration of every middle child. Yeah. That's ever lived. Yeah. And I like that about her. I think I, I, think I was casting, I was talking about hating yourself. I mean, I'm casting some of that on Chidi. I'm projecting. But we can do the same thing with Eleanor. We can do the same thing. We're all stupid. We're all no. jealous. Yes. We're, we all, to some degree, hate ourselves. Yes. And we're all horrible, angry, garbage people. But that's And that's those four. It's <laughs> true. And that's why, like, that, that goes back to what we are talking about. Like, the show being relatable. Like, it would be, it'd be one thing if they were like, here's a war criminal and he's in the good place up. Oh, he shouldn't be there. Like if someone who was like actually like malicious and evil, yeah. like, but no, these people are just flawed people, right? Mm-hmm. Just like we all are. Yeah. Right? I think there's a, there's a degree of, of universalism to that. Yeah. that I think is and, and sympathy. And I yeah. like that. I, yeah, that's good. We live in an age where in this country, it's not especially smiled upon to look at people who are different than you or appear to be different than you yeah. as people you share an emotional and intellectual core with. But those four people could not be more different and more the same. Yeah. They were which designed is to hate, like, which to is a great message. Yeah. It's a great message. I love the show. It's so so good. In, in closing here, Jamie, what, what, uh, if it comes down to it, what's your good place look like? To get huh. My actual good place or my good place that is the bad place designed uh, to be a good place? I'd like to hear both, actually. <laughs> oh, man. I've never... That's a really good question. I've never thought about that. But yeah. I'm... Uh, my good place is somewhere where there are an infinite number of Avenger movies. Oh, that's what you want. Yes. I think your good place is earth in 2018. There's only four. That's not enough for me. Yeah, I know a lot of people are getting exhausted, but, but... they'll make them forever. I oh, mean... they, they stay wrapped on the fourth one. They're not the, making any more. The... They're going to kill. Oh, we... this is a rabbit hole. I could I could talk about Marvel forever. Um, yeah, but they're, they're going to make adventure movies till the end of time. Oh man. Where every weekend it's, it's my good place is every Friday. There's a new Avengers movie. 
I I don't know what I do in that world. Oh my I, god! I, I I there's too many too many people too many people. No, not for no, me. I know, no, I know. That's a lot of like fair yeah. criticism. But I, I love, want. but that's what you want. That's I was trying to think like I love that actually. That's kind there's of like that's every place. Friday, there's a new Avengers movie. Yeah, and you know there's lots of well we live in we live in a great place with lots of great video games. But there's there's a lot of time to play every video game you want. Oh, and I can play a video game to completion like a 50 hour or 80 hour or a hundred. Like I can play persona 12 or whatever Uh without getting tired and without having to stop just straight through. Just play it all the way. You don't have to sleep. Yeah. You don't get that thing where you're like automatically like grinding along. Yeah, exactly. Like you're, you're just, yeah. Cause like my biggest problem is like, I don't have enough time to enjoy the video games that like, and there's so many. So like during the week and like, there's like people I love there and there's awesome and there's amazing pizza and I like your heaven. It sounds yeah, like, it sounds pretty good, right? It's pretty low key. I yeah, like I'm it. Not pretty, I like your good place. I feel like I would add more things eventually. Like there'd have to be like Japanese curry and some okay. really good yeah, anime. There, yeah, there has to be some shorter episodes there. of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I think those Dragon exist, Super, right? You yeah, Dragon Ball the, Super is pretty quick. Just watch the supercut, right? Or the, oh uh, yeah, yeah, they have they do have that quicker yeah, cut. That's, uh, what's that called? I forgot. It distills the whole thing down into. Oh, I forgot. What's your good place, guys? I'd love to know. Uh, Please. Uh, ladies and gents, uh, what's, oh, your what's your good place? What's yours? Oh, what's mine? You can't just... You're, you're trying to wrap I'm up. The host, I was you can't wrap, wrap up. up. No, you got to answer the question answer now, the too. Question. What's, what's your good place look like? You know, I've thought about this a lot. So, Oh, well, that's, a, that's unfair. From a purely like a selfish perspective, if, I, if I'm just being materialistic, yeah. if I'm not... Because there's a part of me that, that really does just love the idea that maybe the, the, maybe the good place is just a place where you and God are kind of in the same spot and that's mm-hmm. enough. Um, yeah. You know, where that, that longing and pain of, of something doesn't feel quite right inside me is gone and I'm just content and at peace. That sounds nice. But also um, my good place. That makes is... my answer sound real stupid now. No, no. Well, wait. <laughs> I sound like, you, you just I wait. sound like I Jason Mendoza, my answer. You just wait because my, 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 uh, my, my real answer oh, is, video games a, and movies. Um, is a big, like, like Scandinavian-esque cliff out over a like stormy, windswept, cloudy sea. Yeah, like far off from the rest of heaven, where people can come walk and like say hi if they want, yeah. and I can go like you know walk down. And way up on this eyrie above, like this the sea on on this rocky mountainous coast, I get to be a big blue dragon. And blue eyes, I, white dragon. Huh? A blue eyes, white dragon. No, just just a big oh, blue dragon. It's a Yu-Gi-Oh reference. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry. And I and I and I fly around and I dive under the ocean and I fly above the clouds and I fly and I just hang around and do dragon stuff. Okay. And then when I'm tired of being a dragon, I turn back into a person because dragons can do that and hang out in my little cave and read books. That's pretty cool. And then every now and then I fly back to like heaven and hang out with everybody else and then I go back off to my little coast and do my thing. Right. I can't think of anything on earth that would make me happier than being a dragon. I mean, that's pretty dope. That's what I want to do. I didn't, yeah. That's what I've been But doing. I can come over and be like, hey, Jared, the new yeah. Avengers is out. Let's and go watch it. watch it. Yeah, okay. And then okay. I just cool, polymorph right, into awesome. it. Yeah, so. Cool. Also by Blue Dragon, I don't know if I breathe lightning D&D style or not. I don't think it's really quite that. But D&D you breathe Blue whatever you want, right? It's heaven. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's a good place. I'm good with it. It is a good place. But that's why it's I want to be place. a dragon. Yeah, it'd be cool. That's good. Thanks, Jamie. This meant a lot. Thank you, Jared. This was fun. People want to follow you. Where can they do it? I am. At one winged Kefka on <laughs> Twitter. Of course you are. Yeah. I, I uh, I'm not really big on promoting myself on things. So I made like a handle that was inspired by two of my favorite Final Fantasy characters back when I was like 
16 and I just yeah. kind of stick stuck with it. You're a Sephiroth Kefka? Is this kind of Yeah, it's like Sephiroth and Kefka, yeah. yeah. One one winged Kefka at, I, G, at no, on Twitter. So that's the final boss of like Final Fantasy 6.5. 6. So, yeah, exactly. Okay, there you go. That's All where right, you can find me. All right. Coming to Dissidia next week. <laughs> Maybe that's that's what they called that weird like uh N64 demo of of Final Fantasy like after oh, 6 yeah. and before 7. You know that? Yeah, Square Enix, if you're listening, put a one wing. I, well, Kafka technically has a has one wing. I think he kind of does. Okay, or five. So, I don't know. I don't, you know anyway, we that's where you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> the one wing at Kafka. I'm sure you'll post it in the post accompanying this podcast. Folks, thanks for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. I hope uh, every day is a good. What every day is a good place for you. You know what? I just screwed that up. But never no, it's just like that episode where Michael's like, the good place was the bad place all along. No, being with you is the real bad place. place. And they're like, what? See, you, see you're you supposed to it. fuck it up. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>